0: Ladies and gentlemen, today is December 21st, which means it's officially winter and the Yankees have officially made their big pitch to Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Aaron Boone spoke a little bit about their meeting today and Yamamoto walked away with a number 18 pinstripe jersey. We'll check in on how everybody's feeling. This is NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium, New York City. Just when they thought I was out. pull me back, (laughs) in. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I know a lot of you follow other sports during the winter. Uh, You know, New York is a big hockey town. It's a big football town, although the football teams obviously could be doing better. Basketball town. So a lot of people kind of lose touch of what's going on as the winter drags along with baseball. And in case you haven't been following it, Yoshinobu Yamamoto has been touring the U.S., going to different cities. He started in L.A., ended up in New York. Apparently, he met with the Phillies. No word on where that was. Uh, Keith Caliph says, let's go, Yankees. Appreciate it. Um, but it sounds like we're starting to enter the end game now. Uh, to borrow a word from Dr. Strange, we have gotten to the point where teams are being told they are out. The Giants have been told they are out of the Yamamoto sweepstakes. Now, I thought it was interesting that Yamamoto first met with everyone in L.A. That's where his agent's offices are located. He met with the Dodgers. He went to Dodger Stadium. We saw the images of Yamamoto on the scoreboard with all the hype. That's no big deal. We saw Manny Machado, welcome to Yankee Stadium, yada, yada, yada. Teams do that. It's part of their package. Apparently, he then went to the Mets to have dinner with Steve Cohen's family at Steve Cohen's house and a contingent of players and reps and things like that. I've heard that Steve Cohen personally was not there, but on his way out of town, he apparently requested a meeting with the Yankees. I didn't make a big deal over him requesting a meeting with the Yankees while he's in town. Makes a lot of sense. But today, we finally got some information about what those meetings were like. He asked about the Yankees' rivalry. He asked about the environment in Yankee Stadium, what it's like to pitch in the postseason at Yankee Stadium, which hopefully he didn't ask anybody from this year. But I think that the the fact that he seems to be looking for that biggest stage, uh, it's a good sign for the Yankees. The Yankees are by far the most well-known team. I have a friend who lives in Japan. He says, there's more Yankee hats than anything in Japan than any other team. Even with Shohei on the Angels, still way more Yankees hats. And Javier Valles says, we need him. I hardly agree. Sean E. says he saw a post on X from a poster, doesn't say who, saying nine years, 326 million for Yamamoto. Now, The numbers are going to be thrown out there. A lot of people throwing speculation out there, uh, but nobody knows for sure. Things may start to leak at some point, but I highly doubt the Yankees or Yamamoto's camp have leaked the actual number yet. And one thing to factor into the eventual number is that Ken Rosenthal said today, or maybe in the last episode of Fair Territory, uh, they did the calculation for what the posting fee will be. And the, and the posting fee escalates based on the total amount of the contract. And it sounds like if he gets a $300 million contract, the posting fee is going to be $45 million, roughly, I think 46.4 or something along those lines, but let's just round down to 45 million. And if it goes, you know, over 300 million, which it sounds like it might, you know, Garrett Cole got 324 million. It could be, end up in that range. Obviously the posting fee gets, higher. Does not sound like that's going to bother the Yankees all that much. One thing that is great about the posting fee is it is not added on to your luxury tax threshold or your salary, uh, I guess, obligations for the year. It doesn't count against the luxury tax. So it's just basically you're right in check. Uh, and then his salary will be all that counts. Now, I do think he's going to get $30 million. I, I really do. I think what you might see, and, and with Shohei Otani being the, I guess, the trendsetter with this, you might see some deferred payments. There's only a few teams that can do that, that can offer the deferred payments at the level that, you know, the Giants offered and the, and the Dodgers ended up going with. And the Yankees are one of those teams because they have that stable ownership where in 10 years, you know, the Yankees are still going to be valuable. And even if they're sold, you know, a team that buys the Yankees would have to have billions and billions of dollars and, you know, committing, you know, 30 40 million dollars down the line is not a bad suggestion for this guy, especially when his contract runs out, he'll probably be what 34, 35 years old. He'll still have another five years in the league. So that just exponentially improves your salary at the tail end of your career. So um SJJ2XS says this kid doesn't have any history of arm issues in Japan. Just checking, he's only 5'10. You know, that's a quality comment. That's a quality comment. Bang! Bang! There's been a lot made about this kid's durability. He is small for a pitcher. I've heard comparisons of Pedro Martinez. I've heard comparisons of Marcus Stroman. I've heard comparisons of Tim Lincecum. Now, Tim Lincecum is somebody who I think is the closest match. When you look at how the ball comes out of his hand and the whip-like action of his arm, I think there's a very close comparison, and and Tim Lincecum did break down, but he also had a Hall of Fame peak. Now, maybe the Yankees will get lucky, and Yoshinobu's peak can be extended beyond what Lincecum's was. You know, injuries are just, you know, who knows? But Yamamoto is a very complete pitcher. He's not just a power guy. He throws strikes. He's got an excellent strikeout-to-walk ratio. Obviously, the carry on the fastball, the ability to pitch up and away to righties, kind of like Garrett Cole does will get him a lot of swing and misses. And if you lose velocity, you lose the ability to do that. But Jeff Passan said that he's going to have the best curveball in the major leagues on day one. Uh, Ultra Cowboy says he'll be a Dodger. What the f*** is this? Hope not. I hope not. King Ram says what other pitches does he throw? So aside from the fastball which will sit at 95, 96 miles an hour, can touch 97, 98. I've heard triple digits, but I've never seen it. So I don't want to say he throws triple digits, but I've seen him throw 96, 97. Uh, He throws a best described as a Dwight Gooden curveball. It is a nose to toes curveball, a true 12 to six. You just saw a bendy right there. He can change the angle on it. He can have it be 12 to six, but he can also have it be more like one to seven two to eight on the clock. Uh, he also throws a little bit of a cutter, a little bit of a slider, but the big pitch other than the curveball, is the splitter. Now the splitter is something that American pitchers don't throw very much. There's been a lot of pitchers coming over from Japan that have had a lot of success with it. There's the splitter right there. Tanaka is one of those guys, obviously Hiroki Kuroda, which with the Yankees was one of those guys. Arabu threw a splitter, but everybody waited on his fastball because it was straight as a string. And then uh, Kodai Senga with the Mets last year, he had what's called the ghost splitter, which to me is not as good as Yamamoto's splitter. So projecting what Yamamoto would be, obviously he's not going to have a one point one six ERA like you see on your screen in the major leagues, but I could see a scenario where he's, you know, maybe in the low to mid twos, something like that. Let's go full screen with Yamamoto and take a look at his stuff. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, just a good time to tune in on YouTube. We're just going to do a complete breakdown of his stuff as we watch the highlights of this guy pitch. Uh, This is the, the splitter. As you can see, it starts low, and it breaks even lower into the dirt. Very tough to square that pitch up. He also throws a splitter that he can backdoor. Masahiro Tanaka used to do that as well. There's another one. You see the bat getting let go. He just fooled the hitter so much. It looks like a fastball, and the bottom just drops out. That's a fantastic angle. Dr. Hiskin says he's very, yeah, I'm emotional about this. I love it. There's the fastball, 96 miles an hour you see there, 148 kilometers an hour. I don't have the, the math in my head, but that's low 90s. Uh, and then you see the breaking ball. Uh, that was at 129 kilometers. I don't have the conversion there, but it's like, like a mid-80s curveball. Uh, And as you see, going up and away to righties, up and into lefties, he spots it very well. There's a good overhead view. You can see just a little bit of late life. And you see with all the different camera angles, uh, a lot of different looks and angles on his pitches, and you see that he avoids the middle of the plate, with the fastball at least. He pitches around the edges and um, and has just really, really good stuff. Now, this, I got to say, this is one of my more favorite... Comments. Mike Sam says, Sign with the team already. Draw Momoto. Oh! <laughs> I love it. Trisha says, Do you think Yamamoto is going to win the Cy Young in 2024? That's a lot to ask of a young pitcher, man. That is a lot to ask. I would be satisfied with a really good season, a Kodai Sanga level season. You know, 2.8, 2.9 ERA, 15 wins, 175, 180 innings. Obviously going to space him out a little bit because he's used to pitching once a week and then hopefully throw him in the playoffs uh, and have him be fresh. Um, (laughs) JT says, breaking news, Yamamoto in agreement. 15-year, $800 million contract with the Oakland A's. Credits to Jose Canseco for the extra push to sign with the A's. Unfortunately for you, that is uh, uh, fake news. There will be no Yamamoto A's signing. That would be more than their entire... Like, to sign Yamamoto would be more than the rest of their salary combined. What was interesting is they actually signed some random pitcher the other day. I forget his name. Brody or something like that. And... They actually turned off the comments on the official Oakland A's Twitter so that the fans couldn't even respond to signing him. Unreal. Uh, William Flores says, Yamamoto, you are New York Yankees, 100%. We hope so. We hope so. It's, it's only going to be a matter of time now. We've also heard recently that his signing window might extend into the January 1st to 4th timeline. I don't think it's going to go all the way down to January 4th. I think we'll know before then. Matter of fact, wouldn't surprise me if we know before Christmas. A couple of reasons. Um, he's got to have a physical, right? Teams are going to want to give him a physical before he signs that big contract. It can take some time to get a doctor, to get everything lined up, especially around the holidays. Now, what we might see is that he chooses a team – but it's not official, and they have to go through the process of getting the medicals checked, and you won't see the team comment on it. And then when the physical clears and he passes, then you'll see the announcement from the team. Um, King Ram says, how is Jason Dominguez? He is going. Is he going to start opening day? Unfortunately, he is not going to start opening day, but we did get a Jason Dominguez update today. From Aaron Boone, he said that Jason Dominguez is going to be almost ready in spring training. Apparently, he's healing quicker than we had hoped. Uh, He's progressing nicely. Now, the original timeline that he gave was nine to 10 months. That would have put him back in about August. I think that he's going to be ready probably in June to resume major, to resume uh, at least minor league full level activities. I'm not convinced that they're 100% going to call him up immediately when he's ready because they want to get him hot first right you want to get him swing the bat the way he was at the end of the season when you call him up that way he doesn't struggle when you call him up and you want him to be going into the lineup during the heat of the summer when the Yankees are you know getting the extra flight on the ball you got Yamamoto settled in you got Judge in mid-season form you hit Dominguez in the top three he was hitting third uh before he um got injured. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. I think it's going to be Soto in the number 2 spot, Judge in the number 3 spot. Although I could see him, I could see them putting Soto in the number 1 spot and Judge in number 2. I could also see Judge at number 1 and Soto number 2, but I think having Soto in front of Judge is huge. We talked about that a lot. But with Dominguez coming up, you ensure that he's going to see good pitches to hit if you hit him lead off in front of Soto and Judge. And if he gets on, as and he was hitting well and getting on base when he got hurt, I mean, he could score a lot of runs in the second half. SJJ2XS says, Any news on Plan B, Corbin Burns? Not yet. Other than he has said that he will not sign an extension wherever uh, he uh, gets traded to. He wants to test the market. He's only a year away. He's another Boris client. So just like Juan Soto... He's not in any rush to sign an extension. Word lifer says Bryce Harper, healing factor. Yeah, some guys um, heal quicker than others. You know, Harper appears to heal quick. Sounds like Dominguez is a quick healer. But then there's guys like Jacoby Ellsbury and Carl Pavano, who milk every injury to the max, ad nauseum. So... I want to see. Uh, oh, oh! This is a great comment too. Delhi Man says Dominguez on Aaron Rodgers timeline. More of that, please. I was really looking forward to seeing more of Aaron Rodgers this year, but unfortunately the um, uh, the the injury took him out. Jets are now done, and uh, there's a, a chance we could see him play, but with them being eliminated, I, I wouldn't play him at all. Just wait till next year and let him play. Um, let's see here. Uh, Benjamin Abello says, I hope they put Dominguez as the DH in the early part of the season. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. Um, Lori C says, she is starting to warm up to Alex Verdugo. I saw his interview, uh, his press conference today, and I thought he was very impressive. He he struck me as a guy who, We'll do well from a change of scenery. You know? Word lifer says, Carl Pavano was that kid in the nurse's office all the time. Yeah, burn! I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, Let's see here. Legend says, Yamamoto with Otani at the Rams game scares me. Look, I would much rather he was at a Rangers game with uh, Judge and Rizzo, but, you know, It is what it is. Uh, Jose says, I hope we do get Yamamoto, but he still has to go visit Mets, Dodgers, and Giants. going to be tough. I think you're misreading this. He's already met with those teams, so I'm going to go ahead and give you the just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. All right. So let's uh, take a couple more comments here. And uh, then we will wrap things up. Andrew Calabria says, Verdugo seems like a good person off the field. There's no reason to think he is not. Danny J says, love to see Volpe get hot and bat lead off in front of Judge and Soto. I think the problem with Volpe is that he just really struggles with breaking balls. Uh, he's not he's not going to be much of an, um, I guess, on-base guy. I think he's going to be a good defensive shortstop with Pop, who hits about 230, 240 next year. Maybe 25 homers. I think his power will actually go up because he's you know a little stronger, a little older, has seen the league once before. I think the average will go up a little bit. But I think he's you know, maybe 240, which if you play great defense and hit for some power, steal some bases, that's not bad. And especially at the number nine spot, you can take it. All right, let's wrap things up. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Spencer Rule says, apparently Yamamoto at the Rams game turned out not to be true. Well, there you go. That's good. You got to go, you got to go. Kevin Windsor says, heard it was just Otani at the game. We're ma- over, we're making man. news Get here, guys. Over. We're making news. All right, ladies and gents, uh, a lot of fun things to announce Um for the upcoming season. Now I know I'll do this while we have over 800 people uh, in the chat on just a random evening here in December as we approach the uh, the Christmas holiday. So I started working out uh, some of the things that we're going to do the rest of this winter and uh, coming up in uh, the 2023 or 2024 season. So coming up in January, uh, we're working to get two guests, Uh, one of them is Ken Rosenthal. The other is a Yankee legend that I'm working on. Uh, we're we're I'm I'm hoping it'll happen. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, Ken is part of foul territory, and I put in a word with, uh, his connection there. And you know, uh, uh, sounds like we're gonna make it happen, but won't be till January. So there might still be moves going on. Hopefully, we'll be done waiting for Yamamoto at that point. But we can talk about all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, Another Yankee legend. I'm not ready to announce yet, but it's a big one. A big one. So once we get a confirmation, we'll get that. So recaps after each game this year. Um, obviously, West Coast is difficult. So on West Coast games, the plan this year is going to be to do a uh, pregame live show and then a next morning show. Uh, and then we're also going to have um, Max Goodman as a regular part of the channel and as a co-host uh, for what I'm calling Max Yankees. Uh, He is a beat writer for the Yankees, and he's going to be coming on a couple of times a month. We have secured his – so let's go ahead. We have secured his uh, cooperation. Let's go ahead and give him a round of applause. And I'm interviewing a couple of other potential co-hosts for some morning show type stuff that I'm working on. I'm thinking about expanding that uh, this week in Yankees baseball to be a Friday or Saturday morning show. Uh, and having a co-host doing like an hour maybe a 90 minute show taking lots of voicemails lots of calls just seeing how it goes uh we're working on that but I would definitely need a co-host for that so I'm, I'm working on arranging that so I uh, appreciate all the support go check out nyYrecaps.shop I just realized that we had the uh who's watching turned off so let's go ahead and turn that back on oh yeah I, I remember why because it was the uh, the URL was not working so let's try and turn it on see if it comes back go on over there But we do have 800 people roughly watching. So uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.